You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. podcast for love of pages i'm hoping you all got to watch jessica count me in <laughs> Super i'll include it i'll make sure it's in there really slow <laughs> just to drive you nuts <laughs> <laughs> so this is an extra podcast for our patreon subscribers i believe is what we decided Somebody's going to have to remind me of something at some point um, because I'm just going with it off the cuff. But so thank you to our Patreon fans for all of your support. You make this possible. Mm -hmm. Yo, sweethearts. Mm -hmm. So tonight I definitely put Steven through torture. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) No, It came came around in the third act. Oh, did it? Did it come around? I... Talked well. I didn't have to talk Jessica too hard. Jessica was all on board with this, but oh, yeah. um, we talked Stephen into watching James Bond's Moonraker after our reading of this book. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't think having say <laughs> I don't think having read the book made a difference for this one. It, I, the title is the same, and then our plots go like this, like just mm-hmm. all out. <laughs> Which yeah. is a big why. <laughs> I don't even know why they kept I don't know why they kept the title singular even for this. Cause in this there's there are Moonrakers. But it's the Moonraker project. Mm, it's true. That is what was painted across that whole campus. Where the other person in the book was so secretive, they just painted on the outside of that shit. Yep. So, yeah, no, the only things that are the same are our protagonist is James Bond. Yeah. Our, the name of our villain is Drax. Oh, yeah. Although there is mm-hmm. no other similarities. Mm-hmm. No, uh, we, we saw what's his name, um, the author's name somewhere in the credits. We did see the author's oh, name yeah. in the credits. Yeah. Yeah. And the title is the same. That's, that's about it. That's yeah, Moonraker. <laughs> So for those of you who, for whatever reason, haven't seen Moonraker, Stephen, what was your, how do you feel about this? I mean, it it feels like what Austin Powers movies feel like. <laughs> like it, it was an unaware, it was, it was a non-self-aware parody of itself mm-hmm. to me. That being said, if someone made this intentionally, I would probably have been fine with it because it wasn't all of the stuff of Austin Powers where they play up the sex that much more, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if, if this was something like, uh, I forgot the name of it right now. Kung Fury. Okay. I would have, I would have enjoyed it. Okay. Okay. For you guys rewatching it. How, how was your, how, how was your rewatch experience? Jessica. I forgot everything about this movie other than Jaws. <laughs> that was all I remember. And I was like, I remember now why I forgot everything about this movie. <laughs> like, it's bad. It's so... I mean, of the Bond films, some of them do get that. I feel like this is the most parody-like Bond film of the Bond films, I would say. 
Absolutely. Like this definitely is like the most extreme of the 1970s <laughs> Bond. I don't even know what they were aiming for. Like disco's the, the thing. Moon. Let's make a disco Bond. Like that's what it felt like. There was no disco in it, but it felt like a disco Bond film. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, no, it's it's always entertaining to me. Moonraker is the most ridiculous yeah. Bond movie, and it is it is by far the most disjointed. Most Bond movies, you get explanation as you go as to what he's thinking and discovering and where he's going to next. Moonraker is very much kind of all over the place. Yeah, I yeah. think Moonraker. I think. <laughs> I think the timing of the release of Moonraker, as we were discussing while watching it, is really pertinent to understanding what they were going for. Yeah. I think Moonraker was James Bond going, oh, it's the late 70s. All of these other movies are doing really cool special effects. They're all doing these really over-the-top space things. We need to do a James Bond in space. Like mm-hmm. Somebody in, in the movie executive said... James Bond needs to go to space. I don't care how you get it done. Just get James Bond into space. Well, also, I mean, at the point, they, they would have had how many hits under their belt already with the other movies? Uh, like, even if this one was myth. Let me count them for you because this is <laughs> the first half of the 50 years worth of Bond, 1962 to 1981. So, Those are the DVDs or Blu rays? Yeah. Okay. I was wondering why they would have split a book into two parts. I used to have a Bond book that told me all the facts of the movies. It was like an eyewitness history Bond book kind of sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That was great. This was number 11 for the movies. Okay. So, yeah, they already had a good chunk of them in there. Yeah. If if people didn't like this one, it wasn't like they would, mi- they would lose everything and no one would ever go see a Bond film again. Exactly. Exactly. No, this was already a a guaranteed franchise. Mm-hmm. So I literally think they were just like, which Bond movie could we pretend occurs in space? One's called Moonraker. Let's Perfect. use that one. Yeah. Because this Perfect. one, is, I mean, my understanding is this one is the one that deviates the most from the books. So. I can't imagine another deviating more. <laughs> yeah. They mention a card game once in that entire movie. And the whole line is just like, I, he says, I play craps with him or, or bridge with him. Something yeah. to that effect. And it's not even about the bad guy, I don't think, in no, there. No, it's not. That's so, it. So for those who have, well, first, Jessica, what are we drinking tonight? A Tom Collins. A Tom hey, Collins. y'all fancy. Woo-hoo. Yes. What goes into your components? Okay. I it. say it's it is gin and lemon juice and simple syrup and club soda. Yep. Yep. That's it. Or if you're lazy like me and don't have club soda, you forget the simple syrup and add Sprite. Yep. That's, okay. That's that is a lazy Tom Collins too. Yep. I I also have a drink. What'd you make, Stephen? A you. So well, I have this here. Uh. In there, it's a it's a juice cocktail that has uh-huh. um, it has uh, orange, pineapple, and banana juice from a box in a fridge section. Um, a little bit of grenadine here in the bottom to give it the color. Ooh. A slice of blood orange and an umbrella. Very fancy. Hey. That's a little liar. 
You lied. You told us you were going to do water with Mio in it. Oh, so happy. What a beautiful surprise. I made that also. Now I'm going to taste this for the first time. Oh, please do. Oh. Yeah, that's juice. <laughs> so, also, I would like to, because it was highly entertaining, I would like to go through our thought process on how we arrived at a Tom Collins this evening. How? It was an adventure. So we started out with maybe we should do something involving layer lasers or glass. Yeah. They had the glass museum and the laser guns because James mm-hmm. Bond had laser guns. I could find nothing. So then I went for something that was popular in the 70s. And then Jessica suggested we do something revolving around sex because yep. Bond has a lot, a lot of sex in this movie. And this one, yeah, more than usual too. Yeah. I was like, and you're, the, you're hopping. <laughs> the drink I was kind of hoping we would go for, although I do love a good Tom Collins, is apparently the thing that became popular in the seventies was something called slow sex or slow screw. Sorry, <laughs> slow screw. So which screw. is a which is a, a screwdriver, but instead of vodka and orange juice, it's gin and orange juice. Mm. And I just think the concept of a cocktail called a slow screw just highly entertaining. But we landed on Tom Collins, which is actually perfect because Tom Collins was first really popular in the 1950s when the book was mm-hmm. written. And then gained a resurgence in the late 1970s. So yep. exactly like the book of the movie. Yeah, you guys are smart. I just so, like Tom Collins. <laughs> yeah, but in any case, so for those who have not watched the movie, a quick thought <clears throat> recap. Quick. Yep, I can. I can actually do this quick. I think I can even get it done in under. Let's say three minutes. Start the clock. (laughs) Somebody start the clock. So Bond gets word from M that a space shuttle called the Moonraker that was on loan from the Americans to the Brits got blown up over South America. But they believe it was actually, in fact, stolen. So Bond then Mm -hmm. flies to California, where Drax Industries is located in the movie, to find an entire space station and basically a privatized NASA he doesn't trust Drax from the get-go, and he doesn't trust Dr. Goodard, who is a woman in the movie. I wish her name was Goodard. It's Goodhead. Goodhead. It's Goodhead. Dr. Head. <laughs> I'm getting my books mixed up. Goodhead. They then travel to Venice, where Bond learns that Goodhead is, in fact, a CIA agent being put undercover. She is, however, still a licensed astronaut. Good to know. They then discover that Drax is creating some sort of nerd agent that will kill humans but doesn't kill animals. They end up somehow in Rio de Janeiro because that just happens. We get introduced to Jaws as this part of the character. We've been introduced to him before. He tries to kill them in Rio multiple times, once as a clown, once on cable cars. It's great. They then learn that... The way the nerve agent operates is by a plant that's deep in the Amazon that was discovered by Expedition. They go out to the Aztec, Bond goes out to the Aztec temple and discover that Drax is launching, launching five 
six, sorry, six, six. Moonrakers up to a space station. They get on the sixth one by killing the pilots and they dock at this giant space station that has radar blocking because it has radar blocking. They then alert the Americans somehow that there is in fact a space station. The general from the U.S. calls the general from the USSR, says we got it handled. He says, great, you got 20 minutes and then we're going to blow everything up and hold you responsible. <laughs> so the Americans send the Marines to space. There is a laser fight in space outside the space station. They then blow up the space station, kill everybody on board uh, with the help of Jaws because he had fallen in love in Rio de Janeiro. And Bond kind of laid the egg in his head that Drax was going to kill his new girlfriend. So then Bond and CIA lady have to go traveling, skipping across the Earth's atmosphere to blow up the little bombs of the nerve agent before they enter Earth's atmosphere and kill millions of people. The end. Okay. That, that was pretty much the three minutes. It was like yeah, def- yeah. two two forty, And I was going to yeah. add time for the part where I was like, mm, no, no, her name was Goodhead. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, there's a recap of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and B- Bond um, finish, or starts the movie and finishes the movie with sex. Yes. Yes. And has sex multiple times with multiple people, who, several of whom end up dead. You know, they, Don't ever be the first Bond girl. <laughs> it's true. Be the second one. <laughs> so, no, I, I don't want to come off like a, like a normal, like typical dude or whatever. Like about like oh the third act was the good part because of the freaking like the laser guns and whatnot. It's not that. It's not that. It's just it was so ridiculous at all of the rest <laughs> of the movie that when we got there, I was just like I, I blew my top at how crazy it was. <laughs> this is just a crazy movie. Yeah, it's just- the whole concept of having a Star Wars style space battle in. St- standard what would have been that time state of the art but still like within reach spacesuits with laser guns is highly entertaining i mean just mm-hmm. the concept of laser guns being in a james bond movie is highly entertaining to me i'm also yeah. super confused because how are they <laughs> carrying anything on their bodies whatsoever uh in this time for batteries that can power a laser <laughs> yeah. We did yeah. not have lithium ion power well, cells or anything even close to that. All the science in it, though, is just like I've created a to- toxin that'll kill anim- uh, humans, but not <laughs> a single animal. And be like, how? How'd you do that? And then the other thing artificial gravity on how you're not spinning enough to create any artificial gravity. Like, how? But how are you doing part- that? At least, how are you, like, it's, it's at radar least- proof. They can see it from the, like, you can see it. (laughs) You can see our current space station. That space station was about the same size, if not bigger than the current space station that we actually have. You can see it across your sky. Somebody from NASA is going to notice that shit. Like, what's that new satellite going by? Wait a minute. They paid the NASA people off. (laughs) Rex. And at least they gave a head nod to the fact that you would need to be spinning to create gravity because they did actually turn on the rotation. So like, yeah, but not the whole, it was literally the little ends were rotating and that, but the main hub wasn't rotating at all. And you're just like, that's not how centripetal force works. Like, stop it. I know this. I've written sci-fi. You got to stop. 
Yeah. Like I, I know there are things no, you can never not. explain because they're not real, but you can at least kind of explain. Like one of my explanations was that we found this material that is in tile form that creates heavy mass. So if you electrify it, then it will create fa- force gravity. That was my explanation. Doesn't make sense, I know, but at least it's an yeah, explanation. You, you, you're already throwing it out there to something that's like, f- like far flung. So it's like, ah, okay, okay. The one thing I will say is that we shouldn't be questioning those things for the space stuff because those things are out there. They're crazy and everything. The fact that Jaws does anything that he does is already a part. It's an off ramp. Get the hell out of here. Nothing that makes sense is going to happen anymore. He he sees that the whole cable that's holding that whole the uh, I, I forget what they're called. Sky tram cable car. Yeah, either, either one of those, yeah. both of those, um, like weird cable lift thing um, that's holding Bond and this other girl. And he's like, mm, I got to get them down. He doesn't destroy the mechanism, take the gear thing off of the frame of it or anything like that. He's like, yes, I understand this. Walks over to it and then just bites it. And as far as I can remember, that seems to have no effect whatsoever on anything else that happens after that. Because then a man controls the same one. Fair. Uh, Where did he bite it? Because he's Jaws. He's Jaws. (laughs) Is he supposed to have succeeded at something? Or does he bite it and he's like, ah, I have to go get him. Because the biting didn't work. I I still think my favorite Jaws part, though, is like when he was the clown and he was trying to bite that girl's neck and a group of people come from Rio and he's just like, I guess we're dancing now. (laughs) (laughs) She looks like a rag doll in her eye. She's not doing anything. Yeah. I, like, I appreciate how uh, concerned Stephen was about, or creeped out by the clown just walking down the alleyway. I'm. I don't. I'm not scared of clowns. That clown was creepy as hell. It was supposed to be because creepy. it does. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Wait. <laughs> So say you're you're James Bond in this movie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What's the part where you start questioning whether you still want to be an agent of this government in this movie? Because she asked you have questioned it before. Because oh. the first part where the where the the guy who tries to kill him with a kendo stick, which is just strapped together pieces of bamboo, um, that part was weird. But the, like that guy, he tries to. Like kill Bond with G force, yeah, <laughs> G force. Like that part, he gets out of that, and that seems like normal James Bond fare. But then there are a lot of other parts in this movie. I feel like I would have quit after the Python. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where, where you have to fight a Python in an Aztec temple surrounded by women who aren't speaking. Yeah, the number of people in this movie who just don't have any lines, even though they've got significant screen time, is really disturbing. <laughs> Agreed. Actually, who's the, the, the who? Go ahead. I would say the amount of women that were just there with no lines, but like just to be introduced to Bond, literally just nod their head to Bond and then get dismissed like that. But like, yeah, like, there, there were a lot of women, but there were. Also, a decent number of men, like the guy who tried he who Drax tried to have sniper bond on um, <laughs> a hunting accident. Jaws never speaks, but Jaws never speaks in any of the James Bond. Oh, no, 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 oh, 
Okay, he says he the speaks. one. <laughs> he speaks the one line in the whole movie. But like, and I think that's, I think, because I don't think Jaws speaks in any of the other movies. I don't think so. It's been I a while. I need to have a Bond marathon again. Okay. It's been a while since I watched the old ones. But no, I don't think I don't think Jaws speaks in any of the other James Bond movies. Like I think that is the the one and only line Jaws ever has in the Bond movies, and it's always creeps me out. I've always been like, no, no, say something, say something. Damn it. Do you, do you think at this point where this is the last time that they're going to see uh, Jaws in a movie? People who have watched the movies up to this point. They were always like, let's say they were always like, we want to hear him talk. We want to hear him talk. Mm-hmm. And then so in this movie, he finally talks. Do you think they were more surprised that he, that he spoke and sounded the way that he did or upset that he wasn't like, because he, he says like a full sentence with a normal, deep voice. voice yeah. Yep. <laughs> they were probably bothered by how he sounded. Mm. Should have been more groggily, or something like he. For how weird his voice was for him, he might as well have spoken and been like, "Oh, pip pip, cheerio, have a good day, Bond." Like it, it was very unsettling. That would have been great. Edit that in. Yeah. Also, can we appreciate that MI five has got a monastery in Brazil? <laughs> That they just ship everybody to in order to have what, like, Q is there, Money Penny is there, like, everybody's there. And it's like, why, why was she there? Because I Emma don't... was there. Yeah, or yeah, Emma was uh... there. And Money Penny is always where Emma is, I guess. But I'm sorry. Like... Also, <sighs> we, did, did any of us say Monk Fu when that was happening yesterday? <laughs> no. No. Okay, because I thought of it right now, and I was like, "No, we have to have said it yesterday. We said no, it." No, right? I think I did say it. You no, know, yeah, I said, said it. Something. Yeah, you said something about oh, they're doing kung fu, and I went, "No, monk fu." I think I did. Say it. It's it's a much better name. <laughs> no, it's monk fu. <laughs> I did say it. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I don't know. this this movie was a whole basket of laughs. <laughs> Stephen was struggling very hard. <laughs> it was, it was mostly the laser guns. Like everything else before laser guns, there were some parts that were a little out there. But when they got to the laser guns, actually, no, you know what? Both times they showed the laser guns because they did show one of them earlier on yeah. where that man was just melting a face. Like he was just shooting, shoot, 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 shoot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This does not make me want to watch more Bond movies, though. <gasps> no, really, the worst one, <laughs> except I, for *Honor Majesty's Secret Service*. Don't watch that one. That one's bad, but for a different reason. It's just bad. <laughs> what is this? One? Tell, tell me we, more about this we, one. So we should do. You you've got to give us at least one more James Bond movie. Just kind oh, of can converse and come up with the best one, so that way you can make a better decision. I personally love Live and Let Die, but <laughs> I, was I was kind of thinking Live and Let Die, yeah, actually. Um, I was either thinking Live and Let Die or From Russia with Love, maybe? Uh, well, yeah. I, did, I had okay. vinyl of that one when I was a kid from my grandma. Aww. <laughs> uh... 
Man with a Golden Gun is good too. Man with a Golden Gun is mm-hmm. good. Isn't there? Is it? There's a movie that's just named after Ian Fleming's like estate somewhere. What? It's not even the name of one of the books. Oh, um, it's one of the newer ones. Um, Skyfall. Is that the one you're thinking of? Casino Royale. I I don't think it's Skyfall. Casino Royale is considered. That's like the most one of the most true to the novels, yeah. right? Yes. <clears throat> if I'm gonna watch a Bond movie, though, I I would hope it was a Daniel Craig one. I'll I could be convinced to watch the new one. We might have to watch the new one. Yeah. We just may have to pick a movie per every Bond: a Sean Connery, a Roger Moore. All the big ones. Yeah, I was going to say. Not, not the single individual ones. Screw them. They <laughs> weren't good enough. But Yeah, I don't, I don't think we need to put him through a Timothy Dalton one. Um, no. Um, but yeah, no, we could definitely do... Sean Connery, Roger Moore. Roger. Well, we did a Roger Moore. <laughs> yeah, well, we need to do another one. We need to do a good one, because I like the Roger Moores other than Moonraker. It, um, it's it's Goldeneye. Oh, Goldeneye. I love Goldeneye. Goldeneye, Goldeneye is the name of James Bond, no- James Bond novelist Ian Fleming's estate. I thought it was a different one than that, because that doesn't I sound like it was That doesn't sound right. But See, I assumed it was Skyfall, because Skyfall was James Bond's estate, and that's why it's called Skyfall. So. It says Goldeneye. There's a bunch. There's several things for it. I'm I believe confused. it. I, I mean, absolutely I, love Goldeneye. I that's believe, one of my favorites. I, I believe your Google skills, but... I, I'm I'm torn on this one. I feel like the, there's more than one estate, and the other one is a different name. Yeah, <clears throat> but no, I don't know. Yeah, we should do it. We should do a Dan, a Daniel Craig, a Sean Connery, and a Pierce Brosnan. I've yeah. seen a Pierce Brosnan James Bond movie. Which one? <sighs> name them for me. Well, there was a jet ski. <laughs> oh, it, it's the one where the the guy, um, the bad guy has a bullet in his brain, so he doesn't. The world feel is pain. not enough. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember that and thinking that's that's not okay. <laughs> well, Goldeneye is one of Pierce, or is one of, yeah, is one oh, of. Wait, one no, of I, I, as a person who plays video games, I can definitely remember Goldeneye forever, <laughs> even if I haven't seen the movie. Ugh, the game's so good. That I game, actually think that game. Yeah, he did. So Pierce Brosnan <laughs> did Goldeneye, Tomorrow Never Dies, The World Is Not Enough, and Die Another Day. Okay. I think The World Is Not Enough is probably my favorite of his. It's a balance between Goldeneye and The World Is Not Enough. I remember being a kid. I was like 12, and I watched The World Is Not Enough and thinking this movie's stupid and <laughs> so I don't know if I'm a Bond person, guys. Oh my god, no! I saw that and I was like, I want to be a double O H. I wrote, okay, truth. So in fifth grade, for our like spelling week, whatever, there was always a day like a Wednesday where we had to write a story with the words that we needed to do for our spelling test. Mm-hmm. Almost like. Every other one was me pretending I was Bond Jane Bond. <laughs> nice. Nice. I don't think I have any of them. I might somewhere in a closet, but like I loved James Bond for a while. Like I was I was gonna be his adopted daughter. Like, 
I, I like this that. idea. And honestly, I don't think that that's outside the realm of possibility for someone to have gotten very far in the pitching stages for having made that happen. Probably, yeah. I think I had a drink too, and I can't remember what it was, but it was some kind of juice stirred, shaken, not stirred, <laughs> or stirred, not shaken, or something like that. Like a two percent, two percent milk, chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I think the oh, right. I like the world is not enough is because I think it's got one of the better villains. Which one is what? What is the bad guy in this one? It, so the bad guy is Electra King, who starts out as who Bond is supposed to protect. Ah. And it turns out that she's in cahoots with the quote-unquote villain, and actually she's the real bad guy. <laughs> okay. I Honestly, I do like that kind of turn in a story. Yeah. So maybe yeah. this one. I just, I think it's got one of the better villain, because it, it's got much more of a villain feel like the book Moonraker did, where you're like, how can you not see, like, something's fishy? How are you mm-hmm. not doing something? Uh, yeah. And he's like, I'm in love. And like, <laughs> you're like, why are you not? Pay-? And then it like smacks him in the face. And you're like, ha ha. We all saw it, Bond. We all saw it. And then the second Bond girl, because, ooh, this first Bond girl ended up being the villain. But the second Bond girl is a nuclear physicist named Christmas. And you're just like, yeah. I know this, this character. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's Dr. Christmas. I know so, this one. Yeah. So I do. Oh, like, yeah. But no, we may we may have to we may have to subject you to a few more James Bond movies. Yeah, for sure. I, I could be made to go through this. I understand. Content. I understand that you'll yeah. probably make fun of most of them, and that's perfectly fine. I still make fun of most of them now. <laughs> like nowadays, after watching all these movies and going back and be like, ooh, that's rough. <laughs> the, the one that's I the think rough, I was, buddy. Just, the one I always cite for stuff, um, because I, I'm I'm not like a harsh critic or anything, but I enjoy pretty much everything in life. So it means nothing for me to say something is like a low ranking on like a out of a one one to tens kind of scale. Uh-huh. Um, was when Mitch and uh, Mitch, myself, and several other geekly media people all found ourselves um, watching uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine in uh-huh. theaters, and afterwards we were all talking about the movie, and we all unanimously loved it. But yeah. then it was like, like I was talking about all these parts that I loved in the movie and how this was cool and that was cool. And then I was like, yeah, I think it's like about a six out of 10. <laughs> and it's like, I realized my scale is not the same scale as everyone else's. Not because I actually hate them, but because I'm joyous at all times. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. That's, that's a, that is a good way to approach life. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. I love watching bad movies actually i i like watching bad movies to a certain extent like favorite bad movie there are good bad movies and then there are bad bad movies Um, the good bad movie to me is like buckaroo bonsai like it's a ridiculous movie like Mm -hmm. it's absolutely absurd it makes no sense the villain's name is john big booty like it's ridiculous, but it's a great bad movie. But then there are movies like, um, oh, I couldn't stand. This is the end. Is that the one? Oh yeah, no, no, no. This, this is bad. This, this is the one with all the the celebrities who play heightened versions of themselves. Yes, 
Yeah. And like that was just oh painful to watch. Right. Like I almost walked out of the movie theater because I was just it was miserable. And then there was that weird zombie movie we watched in 2019, Jessica. We went to the theaters. You liked it, and I couldn't stand it. The um, zombie movie, not us. Was it us? No, 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 not us. No, it was the like silly zombie movie that had no. Oh, I was the only one who liked it because it had no plot. And I was like, this is hilarious. It had no plot. Oh, God. It was like somebody threw a bunch of one minute sketches together and we're like, here, movie. It was, um, ah, shoes. What's his face? Adam Driver was in it and with Bill Murray. It had a great movie. No, I I remember when this happened. Was Was that supposed to be funny? I think so. I don't think it was it I don't think it was supposed to be funny. It was supposed to be a I think I'm not for sure, which is why I liked it. It was a satire on plot devices. Like cuz it would do these like build-ups where you're like, "Oh, a build-up like in a relationship or a build-up here." And not it all fell through. It all fell through. It was all like life is meaningless. That was, like, <laughs> was not even life. It was just like who the hell knows what's good? Which is why I liked it because it was such a weird way to write that I was like, to me, I was like, this is like, I'm confused. I don't know what the hell's going on. And I like it when I don't know what the hell's going on, even if it's shit. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. It had a horrible ending, but oh, it was great. <laughs> I just, I'm, I was like, I was like, there is no plot. Like, it, it was literally single scene sketches just kind of smushed together as if they were. You know, because like I can do ridiculous plots. I'm good with mm-hmm. I I can do absolutely absurdist plot lines. That's fine. I can deal with laser guns for James Bond. I can deal <laughs> with you know, I can deal with all of these things. I'm good with all these things. I just I was like, there is no plot. No, yeah, it was the dead don't die. That right. was that's <laughs> what it was. And then they like, threw in the alien thing. I was like, what the there's good bad great. movies, and then there's bad bad movies. And that was not bad bad. <laughs> that was just would... a, a movie. It was just we're gonna take everything about these types of movies and just fuck you up with it. That's what. It was. And I don't know if um I think this will be on normal Geeks Watch. I think is what that one is this week. If you guys want to hear about more bad bad, um, paranormal. Uh, I forget his Those name. Ghostbusters All is my- not a bad bad. Watch it, <laughs> sir. I have to watch Ghostbusters because they're trading me for watching a movie that I love, so I shouldn't drag it too hard because you guys are watching something ridiculous for me. But we are recording this far before it's actually going to post. Oh, is this going out that that much earlier? This is going to go out much later. Later. This uh, is true this because it has like- to. A month, yeah. Dang. So we 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 already did this Geeks Watch one. It's it, go back and listen to this Geeks Watch where Stephen has to critique where Stephen's going to critique <laughs> Ghostbusters why we don't understand. But <laughs> it was the last weekend. It was the, no, no, the you, weekend look, of Halloween. Yeah, look look for the the weekend of Halloween and a title that's probably just something like the Geeks Watch. Um, Ghostbusters and Golden Child or if he decides to put the better movie first The Golden Child and Geek's Watch huh. 
I have to hold I have to hold the conversation for for when we actually record Geek's Watch, but I have lots of opinions on all of this. <laughs> um with that said, Steven, where can people come find you on Twitter to bash the fact that you don't like Ghostbusters? You can find me all across social media as Peppermint Gent or Peppermint Gentleman. And Jessica, where can people find you to discuss movies that have no plots to them? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter as JM Bailey Writes. Please let me know because I will totally watch them. <laughs> and you can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media and our Facebook page forward slash Geek Elite Media. Archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts can be found on geekelitemedia.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcatcher you use. Again, to our Patreon members who are getting this extra episode, thank you so, so much for your support. We really do appreciate it. And hopefully this extra content makes it worth your while. But until next time, this is The Love of Pages, reminding you to keep turning those pages and always remember to geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Peace.